Well, happy Monday through Sunday. I hope you're charmed to be here because we're charmed to have you. And today we're talking about the charms. I see what, uh, you, I see what you did there, bro. That was pretty good. The guilds of Ravnica. Yeah, so. Hell yeah. So, this week uh, we are talking about charms or so probably the first thing we should do, like, w- let's discuss what is a charm. Yeah, what the fuck is a charm? The way I would describe a charm is, like, any sort of instant or sorcery. So it's, like, a one-time just, like, burst effect that um, is, like, modal. Like, you have options. So it'll be a card that has at least, like, three things, and you can choose one or maybe two. Um, and sometimes three when we get to the confluences. Um, is what I would say a charm is. It starts with like a dual modal instant. I think as we go, we'll get into bigger things that have sorceries, but the this OG block that we're going to talk about first is like all instants, I think. If I'm oh, nice. It right? Yeah. Makes which makes it even more hype. It's just so much more value. Um, but these charms are set in the colors of the guilds of Ravnica. Um, we know them, we love them. We're probably not going to call a color pairings anything else the rest of our lives. Um, but that's like the Azurius charm, which is going to be white and blue, or the Boros charm, which is red and white. Um, and it costs one mana of each of those, and it's an instant speed, and it's choose one with a modal of three. <clears throat> and that's the baseline for these first charms that we're looking at. And kind of the whole idea is. Kind of looking at them, seeing which ones might be the best for Commander. Uh, what kind of value can you get out of them? Is there is there only one reason that you're using it at first? Or is it have multiple options that work for you? Like, you don't want to draw a charm. My, I think the worst thing is when I draw a charm in a game. And, like, it's mostly dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like most of, the, most of the charms, like the ones you actually want to play, they're, like, almost never dead that's why they're so good um like if they're if you're like the good ones they're so versatile like you you draw it and it's like i can always use this to do something it's like almost never a dead card at least the good ones no i feel like most of them aren't even necessary like not necessarily a dead card in that sense but it's like when you pull a charm sometimes you want it to do this one thing and you have your deck kind of built around like hoping that part of it might be able to come out and come to fruition Mm -hmm. uh and sometimes you just have to choose one of the other two modes and you still get solid value for it but it might not be like necessarily the lane that you're going in and i think that's a a thing that's like kind of specific to commander too um because we have so much uh, creative space when building a deck. It's not like a 60-card format where, like, everything has to hit right away. Like, you can just kind of put cards in there and hope they do the thing, or you put them in there for the one thing that they're doing, um, especially if you're playing to a certain meta. But, yeah, I think they're always going to provide value. I think just sometimes you're like, oh, this isn't going to do the thing that I want, which I can point to, like, a pretty clear aspect of that as we go if we want to sure um but do we want to start we want to start at the top of the alphabet do we want to go yeah that'll probably be easiest um abc's yeah a a b a b a b d's a b a b a b quarantine has permanently ruined my brain 
it's nothing but mush and like a, it's like a stew. Yeah. So first up, the uh, OG orag- uh, original. That's a weird word. Ravnica. Original Ravnica. Um, uh, Ravnica uh, charms. Um, I'm pretty sure they are originally from. Azorius Charm is from Return to Ravnica. That's interesting. I thought it was going to be after that. Or uh, before that. Weird. Yeah, I just did a cursory search in Scryfall before we started, and none of the charms are in OG Ravnica. Wow. Or Ravnica Guilds. See, this is why you listen yep. to the podcast. You learn things with us. So I guess it's from the second Ravnica block. All of them are. Um, either Guild Pact, Return to Ravnica is what I'm seeing. Um, anyway, Azorius Charm is the first one. Um, white and a blue for an instant, and it says choose one. It says creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn, or draw a card, or put target attacking or blocking creature on top of its owner's library. I think it's pretty hype. I love drawing cards, and two mana at instant speed to draw a card is like... I would do that. I think that's pretty solid. Uh, Creatures you control gain lifelink till end of turn is also pretty dope. Um, Sometimes I kind of forget. I I have an Azorius deck that's built a little more blue, and I forget that the white lifelink aspect can be in there sometimes. Um, But, I mean, that can be a huge payoff, especially if you've got tokens and go wide, which is easy in Commander. Um, But I do think the put target attacking or blocking creature on top of its owner's library is, like, a huge... That's the one that stands out to me the most. Um, It's, like, you can either get rid of something that's attacking on the board, you can use it politically, Um, say someone blocks with their commander to make sure they don't... Maybe, say, they don't take finishing infect poison, Mm -hmm. and then you can bounce their blocked commander back to their hands so they don't lose it. They still don't take the infect or back to their library, but they're going to draw it at the beginning of their turn anyway. Um, Or to save your own commander. Um, Or just to get rid of some problem that's attacking. I mean, to me, there's a lot of just like extra modes that can go into this, especially in commander that I think is really cool. The other two still solid value, but that last one just has like more of like a web of like possibilities which is kind of exciting that's that's the main thing i look for in a lot of these charms is like i want something that can just like really turn the game on its head there's i i would really want to be able to toss a charm out at instant speed and have everyone be like oh that was crazy like totally didn't expect that to pop in there while we were doing our thing you know what i mean yeah absolutely and i personally i really love that this just says draw a card on it for two mana like this so again like with the idea that these charm a lot of these charms are never dead like at worst like yeah like you you're top decking you draw you get this and you're like man i this is not what i need right now just fucking cycle it away for two mana like just get rid of it it's fine you know like you just keep turning and then that's true yeah and then lifelink uh can be um it's i'd say that's definitely the weakest one but like i can definitely see like you're like in game you know like you're at five life after doing a bunch of shenanigans and like people beating up on you and you're like just gain the extra like eight life you need to stay alive or something you know like that could definitely be clutch 
Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I think the life like the life gain aspect of it gets better the more colors that you add. Because if you're running Azurius Charm in an Esper deck, yeah, um, I feel like just the the amount of like payoffs that you could get from Lifelink at that point, either going wide or even just getting yeah, like say eight life or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's just gonna like cause more trouble to the table. And there um, there are some is, yeah. There are some Esper life gain decks where you got like a Loro um, or like some sort of like Esper Aristocrats build. Um, so gaining life can be a pretty good thing. You get like a veto out or something and start draining. It's definitely there. But what do you what do you think about that last one? Oh, um, I think it's uh, solid. Um, I think everything you said was exactly right about uh, like because – Especially in a more casual meta where you're, like, slinging big dudes around, you know, like, it can definitely, like, kind of um, shut someone down, you know, or, like, if it's a big token or something or, like, just a big thing with a bunch of counters on it, like, an Atraxas flying at you with, like, eight counters on it, you can just be like, well, all the counters are gone. Yeah, or if you're do- if someone's doing, like, a Voltron deck and you're just like, sorry, all those R's are gone. Oh, like, yeah, get a Tuvasa like, with it or something. Yeah, like, that's obviously, like... Getting a bunch of counters or a bunch of auras and stuff like that, that's, like, the ceiling. Like, that's, like, oh, if I can really do it, that's, like, the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. But it feels good knowing that that ground level has so many options. Yes. Or, like, uh, in your – I feel like in your Brago deck, like, you know, because Brago's whole thing is – is it deal combat damage or is it when it attacks? The Brago trigger. Uh, It's combat damage. So you could kind of – get in a little easier possibly you still won't do the damage uh to activate the trigger but you can at least like try you know do some tricks and like if they like you swing in with a your brago and you don't think they're going to um block it they do and or they flash something in and you're like oh shoot my brago is gonna die you can just like say okay you're you're safe now it's fine yeah, I'm gonna put them on my library. Yeah, yeah, that and also this would be perfect for like a lot of times Brago gets suited up with stuff that make it hard to stop him. Yeah, um, but this is also a great card to, for protecting other combo pieces. Um, so like you have your your whole bit out, and like I have my Cloud Blazer out, so every time it blinks, I gain two life and draw two cards. Yeah, and just like as a point of reference, this deck is built to have that happen like at least three times in a turn. Yeah. Um, it's annoying. So it gets really brutal at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. He's, no, no. So, he's so dope. It's a great deck. Um, thank you. But it, um, like, I could block something with Cloud Blazer and put that on top of my library and know that I still have all those combo pieces as well as that other ETB when it comes back in. Yeah, just really awesome. It's just, it's just again, like we talked about, is there? I think there's points on each of these cards where there's one that's really cool, there's one that's kind of hit or miss depending on how you build, and then there's one that you're like, this is like kind of the, what I would really like to have happen when I draw this card. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But hell yeah, I was going to say, that's enough talking about the police. Let's talk about the people that run the police with the, the Boros The charm. Legion. The Legion. Yeah. Bo- Assemble the Legion. Shout out. Great card if you love <laughs> little tokens. Yeah, that I is a that uh, pretty sweet card. It's really it's really dumb. Um, 
back to the Legion with Boros Charm. One red and one white for an instant. What's it do, Ty Daddy? Okay, well, it says choose one again. All the all the Ravnica ones are just choose one out of three options. Um, and it's uh, it deals four... Boros Charm specifically deals four damage to target player or Planeswalker. Um, and that can matter. Um, permanent you control gain indestructible until in a turn and target creature gains double strike until in a turn and what you think about them i think they're all pretty sweet um boros charm uh deals four names to target player planeswalker when this matters i'd say is kind of like in a like your boros or maybe just guy like spell singer where you're doing like um like fire song and Sunspeaker kind of stuff or like your instants and sorceries have lifelink or like that like flame scroll wheeler or something from um uh Strixhaven. it's like fire scroll oh, yes. wielder or something like a free a free scroll wielder yes i think that's it um and then um also that like new guy from um midnight hunt the dude on the 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 crane um the dude on the crane <laughs> that's what he is he's on this big freaking rim coralis um oh it's like a it's like a, a it's like a boros burn commander rim coralis stalwart slayer uh two three flying haste if a spell would deal damage to you or another permanent you control prevent that damage and if a spell would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent and opponent controls it deals that much damage plus one instead so you could turn this boros charm into a uh to do five ma uh, damage instead of four damage which isn't that much um better uh but it could maybe kill someone or definitely like definitely blow up one of their planeswalkers you know um so the applications are there or if you're getting gaining life you're getting uh life from that damage like it's not it's definitely i'd say the weakest of the three um but it is um still applicable you know um and then permanence you control gain indestructible until in a turn this is like so it could be a blowout like you and it, uh, for two mana for that effect is like really sweet um because let's say they got like just like a wrath of god they're gonna blow up your your creatures you can be like nope or you can wrath of god and then add like just two extra mana to it to not wrath all your creatures away or in its permanence too so you could protect like if you got like important artifacts like if you're in oz gear or something um and you got all these artifacts and someone tries to cleansing uh nova you you can be like nope they're all indestructible this turn and you save all your artifacts um and the target creature gets double strike until in a turn this is like another like decent one i would say but like I, it could totally i feel like it could totally win you the game at some points you know like you're going in with your commander you got a lucky sh shot and you've got it souped up kind of big which you would a lot of the time in boros colors like if you're doing like a like a voltron like equipment strategy or something and then you can bam double strike and like just straight up kill someone either with commanded commander damage or like just uh like with a big enough dude you know yeah absolutely so i feel like all these all the modes definitely have their use. Deal four damage is definitely the weakest one, but it's still it's still the use is still there. What do you think? I think um, deal four damage to target player, not necessarily as hype, but deal. 
four damage to target Planeswalker can be pretty huge, depending on the scenario. Um, but that is uh, a little hard. It just, like, you can't plan for that. You know what I mean? That's, like, one of those things. You'll draw Boros Charm. There's, um, I don't know. I can't think of anything other than Professor Onyx at the moment, which is not as scary. Maybe, like, Anissa who shakes the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and you're like, oh, man, I don't have any way. No one has a way to get in on this right now, and we can't have it all. You can just blast it down real fast. Bro, perfect um, example is that so, that game we played a couple of weeks ago with uh, our friend Andy's, uh, like, wolf deck. He had, uh, like, uh, Garrick Curse Huntsman from Eldraine, where it just keeps making wolves, wolf tokens. And then you – and if a wolf dies – uh, it gets put. You put loyalty counters on the uh, the Garrick, and we could just like uh, he played it like right after a board wipe or something. So he like we just could knock it in to blow up this Garuk. Um, and if someone had a Boros Charm, it would have been the perfect amount of damage to to kill it. And especially there's and there's also um, like what's the what's the Spider Queen from the D and D set? Uh, Lolth. L- L- oh yeah. Um, she also makes the spiders yeah. that count as loyalty counters. So it's like this is a good way to get around some of those planeswalkers that are like creating their own blockers as well as their own value. Yeah. Um, but again, it's like it's a really tight scenario. Yeah. You're not gonna you can't really plan for that. Um yeah. but yeah, permanence you control gain indestructible till end of turn is just obviously the huge one. The this card is an insurance card front to back. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you toss that out, you're an enchantments deck, and you keep all your enchantments, and a lot of the times your creatures are also enchantments after someone tries to, like, austere command you. Mm-hmm. Um, they just probably use their whole turn trying to do that, and you didn't get touched once. Um, it's very good. So it's, yeah, it's very hype. And then target creature gains double strike till end of turn. Again, one of those things, in, it, in Boros, you're probably planning around that. Like you said, you're putting on equipment and you're suiting up one creature or one token or whatever. Um, so that's not necessarily as much of a dead modal car- one. Um, but like the the deck that I have assembled, the Legion in, I run this too. And like that one will almost never come into play because the max damage it's going to get in is four instead of two. Um, the main reason it's there is for the permanents get indestructible and then for the four damage, because it's just like a little bit of insurance on planes, walkers. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's also really cool because looking, starting to look at these cards more, you just kind of see what each color does, but also what they're like capable of doing if you want to bend it a little bit. And that's really exciting. Uh, next but up. But I think. Oh, what do you want to say? Yeah, next up. Yeah. Is, uh, next up is. Oh, I. I I think this one's a, a little poopy. I'm not a big fan of uh, Demir Charm. Uh, blue, black for an instant. What does uh, uh, Poopy Charm do, Ryan? Uh, poopy Charm, counter target sorcery spell, or destroy target creature with power two or less, or look at the top three cards of target player's library, put one back and the rest into that player's graveyard. This is also one of, like, two charms that's still slightly printed in the old way that literally has a block of text that says choose one and actually has or in between everything. The rest of them are bullet pointed out in a really beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say this card is pooped here strictly because of that, strictly for formatting purposes. Um, 
it's it's fine. Um, it part of me feels like Demir Charm sums up partially what's the issue with Demir in general, is that like it doesn't really know what it wants to do past being a little shitty. Yeah. Yeah, I can counter a target spell, I can destroy a creature, or I can kind of put some cards in your graveyard, but it's like none of those really do anything so huge that I'm not already doing. You know what I mean? And the it almost feels kind of bad because I would have planned most of these in a deck anyway. You know, I'm going to run counter spells. I'm going to run creature removal. Part of me wants like little things that I can't necessarily get all the time. Yeah, it's like, it's totally fine. I feel like countering target sorcery spell for two mana um, is the the going rate for a generic counter spell. The only difference is this has a blue and a black. Um, so the fact that it's only sorcery really sucks because you can't counter any creatures or enchantments. You know what I mean? You can't. Or if you use a counter spell on something else and then they play an instant, you can't counter their counter. Destroy target creature with power two or less. Uh, totally fine, but also kind of, I feel like in Commander a lot of the time, if something's a major problem, its power is definitely over two. Um, so this is like a little bit of a dead card in that sense, unless it's like early enough that you can get like an Esper Sentinel or something before it gets too big. Yeah. Um, and then the top, the target player's library thing is like kind of what interests me the most, but also it only would really matter in, like, a hyper-competitive meta. You know what I mean? If someone tutors... Oh, this effort... That <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if like this is the only thing that makes me, like, even assembly hype about this card, have a semblance of hype about this card, excuse me, is, like, I'm playing someone on the end step of someone else's turn... Uh, vampiric tutors puts the card on top of their library and then on their upkeep before they draw it you go demir charm i'm gonna put that and this land that you also need into your graveyard and you can just like have an opt or whatever like yeah that that, that is, is hilarious ceiling for this it's yeah it is and the thing is it's not even a great play it's all it's more of a troll yeah you know what I yeah because like that's that's so fucking specific yeah like the odds of that <laughs> happening is really low but i do love that <laughs> the if that if i could do that to someone that would be so funny like yeah like that's that's the ceiling and the basement for this card <laughs> it just lives in that area and that's like it's it's fine generic value for two mana, but also like there are just probably better cards I'd run that I could get other stuff of that out of anyway. Yeah. So I was looking at uh, the top like commanders on EDH rec and like the amount of com like c commanders and like if it's a top 100 commander it's probably going to be a problem that you're going to want to deal with at some point. Um, I would say maybe like a third of them are power two or less. So it's not even guaranteed that you're going to be able to deal with a problem commander with this. Um, cause I mean, like a lot of the time, um, commanders get slightly bigger or, um, like, like a quick look at the top 10, you got Yuriko, um, Sisse at number eight and then Lathril and Alayla. So those are in, in the top 10 rank on EDH rec, um, crazy that Lathril's number nine now. She's barely been out a year. Um, but 
so like three out of ten, you know, of the, just the top commanders. Which, um, so I don't know. I'm like, I'm really skeptical on that destroy creature power two or less. Like that's just not what I want to be doing. I'd rather just have at two mana. You could just kill something with a black spell. You know, like um, tragic arrogance or something. Yeah, or even one mana more, just murder. Yeah. Um, Counter target sorcery. Sorceries are normally like big bad spells. Like if you're doing something at sorcery speed, typically it's got to be worth it. It's going to be a big effect. So that is kind of nice. Um, like you can stop a board wipe. Almost all board wipes are sorceries. Um, or like a big extra turn spell or something like that. But like that's still really niche. And then the top, the the... Look at the top three cards in the target player's library, and like, except for the hilarious tutor play, like, I just never want to be doing that. Like, that's just such, like, two mana just to like maybe get someone's good card off the top of their library, like maybe. I don't know. Yeah, for a hundred card format, there's way too much RNG for me to have any faith in that last one. Yeah. It's just it's like the chance of you hitting something decent and like. Is just super low. And the other side of it, too, is if you do hit something good, chances are they might even have recursion. You know, the the tutor thing is fun because they had to waste their tutor. And if it's an instant and sorcery, chances are they won't get it back. But if it's a creature and you put, like, a crater hoof in the graveyard... They can just get it back. They might still just be able to get it right back, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely a poop-tier charm. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So moving on from uh, poop-tier... We're going to go to pro- uh, one with probably one of my favorite arts of all these charms. Um, Golgari charm. So one black and one green at instant speed. And uh, the art is pretty dope. It's the Golgari charm sign, b- like burning in green on this like big orc troll's chest. And he just looks menacing as fuck. He looks like he's about to cause some problems, which yeah, he this does. charm has the ability to. So what this one does, uh, instant for Golgari, all creatures get minus one, minus one until end of turn. Or destroy target enchantment. Or regenerate each creature you control. What do you think? Um, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go top bottom. Uh, but yeah, that last one. Well, let's just start there. Regenerate each creature you control. Shit is fucked up. Shit is fucked up. Um, really, the only thing that's not going to really affect that is like a Wrath of God when it's a, it says you can't regenerate. Um, but the the further and further we go, the further and further away regenerate kind of gets as a mechanic, I feel. Um, like I don't feel like regenerate's going to pop up in a standard set anytime soon. Um... So, on even on your side, you can um, wipe the board, toss this on at instant speed, and just keep your entire all your board, your all your creatures. Yeah, and regenerate works on tokens. Yes, yeah, and that is really really nice. We'll just go backwards. Destroy target enchantment. Um, I think that's solid. That's just decent value at two mana, um, especially. When, like, when you need to destroy an enchantment, it is a huge problem. Yeah, abs- um, yeah, absolutely. 
Like if someone's yeah, got like, like a, a, a smothering tide, a wristic study, oh. a rhythm of the wild, uh, um, a goblin bombardment if someone's trying to combo, or an anime dead. Impact tremors. Oh, Im- yeah, impact tremors. Uh, someone's comboing with Kaya's ghost form. Oh, um, yeah, stuff like that, that. That's a good one. Or um, uh, like mana doublers, like Miara's wake, uh, boon reflection, or like mana mana reflection, uh, Zendikar's resurgence, stuff like that. Just big dumb things. Yeah, enchantments are are big dumb things, so it's nice to be able to get rid of them. Yeah. Um, and at two mana at instant speed, uh, I feel like that's the going rate for removal period. So that's just like pretty dope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then all creatures get minus one, minus one till end of turn. Um, this is like, throw this out there and it's going to get rid of one or two small things that are maybe a little bit of a problem or get you to a point where you can get rid of them. Um, or it's just going to wipe the board of tokens. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I, in Commander is uh, honestly equally as amazing as regenerate each creature you control. I think they both, for the format, go a little bit hand in hand. Yeah, this like, is... it's just such great insurance either way. It is a, a, a bit niche, but, like, when you got, like, Krinko running around making 1-1 goblins or Lathrol with all of her elves, um, they're all 1-1s, um... Rin and Siri, inseparable, the cat and dog commander. She makes 1-1 one, one cats and dogs. Uh, that is a bit more niche um, of a commander, but she does exist. I have a Rin and Siri deck, and I would hate a gold guard charm, but that happened. I'd be sad. Chatterfang, all those squirrels are 1-1s, one, unless they got... I guess the caveat is, like, unless they got a lord, and a lot of those, like, tribal decks do have lords, like your goblin deck, your Krinko deck, or, like, a Lathal deck's going to have an Elvish Archroot or something. But in case they don't, you can get them. Yeah, and I mean the the thing with lords is the the player playing that deck has to hit them. Yeah. You know what I mean. And a lot of the times your deck makes tokens regardless of what you've drawn. Um, so a lot of the times they might have like there's been times I'm playing Krinko and I have like twenty twenty five goblins that are all one ones. Um, just because I'm hitting a lot of goblins, but I'm not hitting any of the lord ones. So when this comes down, it just is a, is a near full reset because a lot of goblins themselves are one ones or two twos. So this is like an absolutely devastating card for that deck. Um, but yeah, elves also humans. Uh, I, th- I feel like humans gain more from the Lord. I feel like humans always have a Lord on the field, but this could still hit those pretty easily. Yeah. I This currently out of the ones that we've been looking at, this is one of my top ones i feel like just the charms are insurance to me and the amount of insurance this one provides yeah. is just so high yeah the regenerate like every mode the hits. regenerate each creature you control is really sick because like it's just board wipe protection which is always really nice to have and like again you could be offensive with it with like um say with boris charm where you could like toxic deluge for x life um blowing everyone else's stuff and then regenerate all your creatures so they don't die and that's only five mana. Like, that's so good. Five mana and some life. Like, so good. And it's just in two really solid colors. Because you're... Yeah. You're just going to be able to recover from anything you do a lot faster. So, like, even doing the 1-1 one, one thing, if you have 1-1s one, on the battlefield, 
and you can regenerate them to get ETB effects. You know what I mean? It's just oh, yeah. like there's so many ways. Like a good charm is something that like, well, we'll move on. We'll move on to the next green one, but this one's a little bit more of a instead of being treacherous and sneaking around, this one's a little more screamy and punchy in the face. What we got? We got Gruel Charm, the um, Gruel Horde for a red and a green. An instant, of course. Creatures without flying can't block this turn or gain control of all permanents you own. Or Gruel Charm deals three damage to each creature with flying. I don't know how I feel about this one. I do like the flavor text. It says, knock rule, then die by Borborygmos, the big Cyclops guy. But that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, the flavor's for another episode. Creatures without flying can't block this turn. Like, I don't know. Like, I have like I have a gruel deck. I got a Xenagos deck, and I love it. It's great. And most, all of those dudes got trampled. Or I got ways to give him trample. Like, I don't care. I actually want you to block. And, like, I got a 12-12. Please block so I can blow up shit on your board. I don't care. So, I don't know. I just... And then... The one I think is the most interesting is gain control of all permanents you own. And I feel like nowadays, like, with so much, like, steal stuff off the top of people's decks and... Or, like, uh, mind control effects and stuff like that. I feel like that actually might be pretty good. Um, and I've had, uh, in my Xenagos deck, I've had people steal Xenagos, like, three times. And, like, no other deck I've had people steal my commander. But Xenagos, I've had it stolen three times in, like, three different games. Which is crazy to me that it always happens. So, I, f- I actually kind of like that effect a lot. Because people like to steal my, my Gruul stuff. I don't know why. Um, and then the last one is Gruel Charm deals three damage to each creature with flying. Um, that could be nice. Like if someone's got a bl- bitter blossom out and they're just making fairies for days, or like got a whirler rogue and you're just making cr- cranking out thopter tokens. Um, like it's like most flyers are pretty wimpy, especially if like you're trying to. Like, I feel like that is in board wipe territory, like deals three damage to each creature with flying. If you're trying to get a lot of flyers, typically it's going to be a bunch of small ones. So that is, like, decent, but just, I don't know. The odds of that happening, I feel like, aren't great. It's not, that's, I feel like that's very situational. Absolutely. I feel like this card is a solid example of a charm that is decent, but not really in Commander. Yeah. Um, Because creatures without flying can't block. Um, That's pretty cool. That makes me want to run it in my werewolf deck, just because things don't necessarily get as big. So that is a little bit more of a a nice little get-through for the final bit of damage on someone. You gain control of all permanents you own. I think that's really solid. I definitely, I know, yeah, your Xenagos gets stolen a lot. And we have a friend in our, our playgroup that, what is it, a Miri deck that is, is a take control like Esper deck? No, it's uh, the Bant it's, one oh. that does the same thing. Um, oh, I yes. forget her name, but yeah, it's the one where you tap or you can gain a uh, troll or something. And that's the one who stole my Xenagos. And I was like, man. 
and it was a misplay like i knew it was there it's gain control the target creature specifically and i let my devotion get too big so it became a creature so if i just held back and i could have it could have gone better oh that's fair yeah um, um but i still messed up and he, he still stole my my boy my goat man i like i like my goat man on my side where he belongs yeah you want your commander home when you play commander you're kind of like a worried mom you know you're always checking on your kid to make sure they're home on time yeah absolutely like if, if yeah if i lose my coma and she's out somewhere else i get scared i'm like where'd you go baby where's my giant snake but <laughs> um one thing that makes me a little iffy almost on that middle one is like the pseudo player contract that i feel like everyone talks about mm-hmm. um and how just like a, a play style that people don't necessarily play or they build the deck and play it and then realize it's not necessarily fun in a one a four person format where you are playing with other people and there's a little more to the game than just trying to win. I feel obviously, unless you're playing CEDH, that's just kind of like the point. Yeah. I've built a discard deck, played it like two times and it was just like, it was fine. It kind of did what I wanted it to do, but at the same time, it wasn't fun necessarily watching everyone else not get to play magic. Cause I I'm there to play with my friends. I'm there to hang out and have a conversation and have like crazy things happen. Um, so me being the only one with cards in hand didn't always feel super fun. So I feel like sometimes that might be just a dead mode strictly because of the format. You know what I mean? People, there's just not a, like a ton of take control. Like there it's being printed right now, but I don't know how much of it runs around in commander and in shops i've seen a decent um, a decent amount of it on spell table which is annoying because like why are you playing that's a, why are you playing that yeah. on spell table but that's a that's a different discussion but no no not really that still falls under the player contract i think even more so than now you know what i mean i know a lot of people are like i have a control deck but i don't play it on spell table because yeah <laughs> it's just too much like no one wants to keep track of all that yeah but yeah no it's still it's definitely still a solid mode it's just not something i personally run into i've seen it happen but it's just uh but deal three damage to each creature with flying you nailed it on the head with that one i don't really have anything else to say um i do love thopters but thopters are little and this would really ruin my day so yeah and that's kind of what the gruel is about it's kind of about ruining your day you know if you're not gruel so that's that's pretty fair I think they're all about ruining your day, but Gruels is like, I'm going to ruin your day by punching your lunch on the ground and then just punching you. Yeah. And you're like, you didn't need to punch my lunch. Like, <laughs> that was supposed to make my day better later, and you kind of just, you really ruined all of it. And then Gruel just smiles and walks away. Doesn't really even realize it. Yeah, they just had fun punching. Well, next up, we got, is it charm? I don't know why I said so. Is it, is it charm? What do you mean is a charm? Of course it's a charm. Blue and a red for an instant. Choose one. Uh, you got counter target non-creature spell. Unless it's controlled pays two. Um, is it charm deals two damage to target creature. Or draw two cards, then discard two cards. Um, I like this one. Um, I think it's uh, the perfect amount of versatility. Um, counter target non-creature spell, unless this controller pays two, is pretty good. It's not like the best, of course, but like non-creature is the majority of things. 
you're not going to get anyone's commander, but, like, let's say someone's trying to play, like, an Onker, Bolas' Citadel. Nope. Uh, you get that. Um, or, like, a Smothering Tithe on Curve, you know, anything, like, where someone's tapping out to play something, you can get them. And if someone's tapping out to play something, it's probably going to be pretty annoying, so you can snipe uh, someone with this pretty easily. Um, and then Is It Charm deals two damage to target creature. That's probably, that's a little meh, but it's not the worst, because uh, it can kill something, um, if you need it to, if like you got, if someone's got Eviscerous Seer out and they're about to like combo off, you can get them. Or something small like a a Ragavan, maybe someone's playing Ragavan a Commander. I don't know. Uh, but you know, like there are the, like just those small little annoying things: a Zulaport Cutthroat, a Blood Artist, you know, an Esper Sentinel. Just small little dudes that put in a lot of value. You can, boo, just shock them. The Sweet mode is draw two cards, then discard two cards. So the good thing about this card, again, is that it's never dead. Basically, if a charm says draw a card on it, it's pretty sweet. Faithless looting on it is pretty awesome, and it's instant speed. Um, so one, it can fill your graveyard, and it just lets you turn through your deck a little bit. You know, it's like, man, I got no targets for this right now. Like, everyone isn't casting anything crazy. My hand, I, I don't like... I. I got too many lands in my hand. I'll just draw two and discard some lands. I don't care. You know? And, like, that happens a lot in Commander, you know? Sometimes you just want to keep going through your deck, you know? This is a charm that I feel like really just embodies the color combo, like, perfectly. Yeah. They just really put everything that that color combo does on a card with no real changes. Like, counter-target non-creature spell unless it's controller pays two. Just, like, needs slight more finesse than a normal counter spell you know what mm -hmm. i mean but for for two mana that is kind of the going rate on like besides like your standard counter spell you know like like your mana leak or um spell pierce stuff like that you know where you're getting into the cheaper counter spells they they always have some sort of like caveat to them there's a little there's a tax associated to mm -hmm. it everyone always talks about white being the tax color but blue is like definitely secondary to oh, yeah, that absolutely yeah, and I think that's totally fine. Like you said, that's that's an easy, easy counterspell when someone goes, oh, I'm tapping out, and they're, like, super excited to do their thing, and you're like, I'm sorry, it's an hour and a half in. I cannot handle that right yeah. now. You know what like, I mean? That's got to like, go. You're just like, this, it's done, not happening. Or it's, I mean, sometimes it's, it's just good to make them burn. Two mana. Mana. Yeah. yeah. Could, like, sometimes yeah. if they're, like, they've got five or six and they're planning for something else and then you do this and they have to pay the extra two to get what they want onto the battlefield it sets them back yeah a turn. Then, yeah they're they're done for the that's fair like because do, double spelling in commander is how you win games like getting just that much card advantage using your resources that much and like slowing them down is like pretty it's not nothing for sure yeah and especially if it's a if it's a combo piece or something that you know about um it's like they're they're they'll pay the two to get it onto the battlefield, but it's they it's also they're going to be set back a little bit. So that just requires a little bit of finesse, um, which I feel like a lot of the counter spells, like even a mana tithe, do. Like they, those those spells can destroy someone's turn. You just have to be like kind of on your brain has to be on. You have to be like watching what they're doing and ready yeah, for it. Mana tithe is a good card for sure because like 
if you get when when you when you monetize someone, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> it just when you monetize a turn one soul rain. Oh yeah, well, that's. That's that spicy. nothing feels better, yeah, because um, they're like, oh, I'm about to be a problem, and you're like, eh, no, you're nah, you, you can't have that. You're gonna play fair today. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, a shock, honestly, I feel like a shock is good. There's been a lot of times I'm looking at a board and I'm like, I need, I, if I just had a shock right now, this problem wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I honestly, I think that's solid. Two mana for a shock, obviously not the best, but like. That's fine. With the versatility. Yeah, absolutely. It's there if you need it. That's definitely the one that's like, you're not running it because you need it, but if it comes up, I'm not going to say no to it. Um, and then just looting, rummaging, you know, draw two, discard two is is awesome. That's definitely, like, as early game, that's going to be the big one. Like, just getting lands out of your hand or getting spells that are too big out of your hand. Um, just trying to set yourself up a little bit better for the game. I think that's what that is really there for absolutely nice it's a fun one I, yeah and i think it's cool i like the art i like that it's like a a wizard's bracelet yeah it's just some like wee dragon looking dude yeah just blasting some magic classic is it i think this next one we're getting into if i remember correctly is like a mild poop tier i, I think it's actually might be the poopiest of all the poop tiers so you think it's the oh okay. we're looking at Go we're on. looking at Orzov uh, signet or, or Orzov uh, charm sorry um, white and a green do you want to read this one did you just say white and a green white and a black white and a black Orzov choose one again this is a paragraph of text we're in poop tier immediately for the formatting um, I got this card in a draft once and I wanted to throw up just from looking at it. Um, choose one. Return target creature you control and all auras you control attached to it to their owner's hand. Or destroy target creature and you lose life equal to its toughness. Or return target creature with converted mana cost one or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Um, it's fine. Is I don't it? know why it's so defensive. I don't like... Like, the first mode is so neat. Like, you gotta be in an Orzov aura deck. And, like, like there are Orzov aura decks. Like, Killian Ink Duelist is cool. So, I feel like this card's really sweet in that deck. Probably. But besides that... that's Maybe. Maybe. We don't even know. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> it just returns it to your hand. It doesn't protect it. It's just like, well, now you got your commander and four auras in your hand like good i guess they do cost less with killian but like one deck like how many like orzov auras is so specific i guess maybe you're doing a layla auras making a bunch of fairies and stuff i don't know the the big problem with this too is if someone messes with stuff on your turn and you play this to save your mm -hmm. stuff and you don't have enough man to get it back out you're gonna have to discard stuff. yeah i just oh not great. Destroy a target creature and you lose life equal to its toughness. It's not... That's fine. You know, that's pretty normal rate. I'm not... That that was not bad. And then... Return target creature with converted mana cost one or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. What? I'm trying to... Th I'm trying to think of something I would want to get back Like Esper right Sentinel. Like... Okay, one card. Ornithopter? Question mark? Does it cost zero? <laughs> Yes, because I am absolutely running Ornithopter in my Orzov Auras yeah. deck. <laughs> Suit up that Thopter, bro. Or You know what? I think we just found the perfect home for this card. 
It's an Ornithopter Auras deck, and uh, it's perfect. I think this went from poop tier to S tier, the fastest I've ever seen anything go. In my yeah, life. I guess maybe like like one of your if you're an Abzan or something, one of your mana dorks got blown up. You want to get them back, you know, in like a board wipe. That's true. So maybe this gets slightly better the more colors you expand to it, but still, it's the the ceiling is so so low. Yeah, yeah, just everything. And it requires that card being in your graveyard. You know what I mean? Like, if that card isn't even on the battlefield and in your hand, it's somewhere in your deck, like, what does this yeah. do? So, like, I feel like at worst, this is just, like, two mana, destroy target creature, and you lose life equal to his toughness. You know? Like, that's, like, fine. That's, like, a decent rate. Um, Orzhov has better for, like, one mana up. You get, like, Anguish I'm Making and vindicate like just destroy target permanent you know and then fractures destroy artifact or enchantment or planeswalker for the same amount for an instant out of strixhaven so i don't know and then i guess it's not that bad because just the destroy target creature for two is decent it's not i mean i don't know it's okay but the other two modes are just so dead the majority of the time yeah, again, I mean, maybe if you really wanted to go ham on this, you could use it to combo with, like, an Entomb. Entomb, an Esper Sentinel, turn one, Orzhov Charm, turn two, to get it back on the battlefield. Oh, God, you have um, both in your opening hand, <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, it's the thing is it's it's again it's like Demir Charm. It's like the the ceiling for and and the basement for what it needs to be semi reliable compared to the other ones is so high and so niche. Like the Auras thing is so I mean, you're just not going to put it in a deck unless you are doing yeah, it. Yeah, so like and I mean? in like, Orzhov Auras deck, this card is probably pretty sweet, you know. Maybe Abzan Abzan auras with green, yeah. you know, Selesnya enchantments or, with some or black. Esper, Esper auras. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But again, as far as just like the guild, I feel like this card is just like such a whiff just because it feels like the rest of them feel pretty solid in what they're doing. And you can look at it and kind of get the vibe of the guild. This one is a dude holding a mask. Yeah, it's weird. And it's, there's, yeah, and all the rest of them do have, I need to check, Gruul Signet doesn't, and Demir Signet doesn't, or Demir Charm doesn't, and Gruul Charm doesn't. And those are the same formatted with the block text, but the ones that are bullet-pointed also have the art with a, a person from that guild doing, like, obviously something that guild would do. So it's just kind of, there's a little more, like, character to them. Where this one is just like um, an Orzov mask. It doesn't really give a lot of flavor to the guild, I feel like. And in terms of what those colors do more regularly, it could do at least at least that first part. You know what I mean? Like, why is it ours? Yeah. There's no other there's no other charm that so is like specific. Yeah, that dependent. Like non-creature spell for is a charm isn't even that crazy. That's pretty mild, yeah i think you that's know what like I mean? just, that's still solid you know for the versatility of that and you can counter like the majority of spells yeah and demir charm is target sorcery while that's still not great that is a demir thing. yeah a demir running thing is that it mostly does deal with sorcery so it's kind of like it's still in flavor yeah you know what i mean i haven't seen a ton of orzov stuff that's like i need yeah ours. maybe it was like a whatever 
guild pact. Maybe that was their their draft archetype was auras or something. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised because I mean, I mean that's the same thing with Killian and Orzov stuff for Strixhaven. I think was still kind of aura yeah. adjacent. Um, so. It's fine. It's just, especially in Commander, I just don't see any real need to play it when the going rate for a lot of those same things is is the same, if not Yeah, better. and, like, when you're in the two mana, like, just blowing up permanence is, like, pretty good enough. You don't necessarily need the versatility in that department. Like, you could just run a single target removal and, like, not miss whatever versatility that would provide. Yeah, absolutely. Or just run something that also gets like like you were talking about. Add the one mana and get rid of something that, or run something that gets rid of not just creatures but Any permanent enchantments and stuff. Yeah. So, so going from like pretty low poop tier to what I feel like is uh, the classic charm. Yeah, I think this is actually like S tier. Like if you're in these colors, you probably need to run this card because it's just so versatile and all the modes are so good. Yeah, this is this is one that is the only way it would be a dead card is just in in terms of drawing. This is this is the only one that does not say draw a card that is still not necessarily dead. Um, but we've got Rakdos Charm for a black and a red, and it's got a really cool Viking tribe dude with a bunch of skulls all over him holding a huge ass axe that has the Rakdos Charm burned into it, and. Uh, you want to tell us what it does? Yeah. Now? So one is XL all cards from target player's graveyard. Next up, destroy target artifact or each creature deals one damage to its controller. All three of those things could be a blowout. Like XL all cards from target player's graveyard. Like let's say you're playing Modrotha or uh, or like Alesha or um, – Get Rog Monster, you know, like all these like big oh annoying God. like graveyard decks, and like just two mana exile that player's graveyard, and like now they're like you've completely like shut them down after they just spent all this time setting up their their graveyard, and then you got destroy target artifacts, you know, like blow up an early like turn two, like someone had a turn one soul ring, blow it up, you just set like you just leveled the playing field a bit, you know. Or, again, this is always the example, but Bolas of Citadel, like, that just card is a menace. And blow it up, do mana, it's gone, you know. Or any kind of problem artifact, like if someone's doing, like, Blasting Station shenanigans or, um, like, a Lightning Greaves, you know, or a Boots of some kind, um, a Skull Clamp. Someone's getting a ton of value off their Skull Clamp. Like, there's tons of problems artifact, uh, tons of problem artifacts running around and just being able to have that on this is super good. And then the best one is each creature deals one damage to its controller. Because this can just kill a player. If you have some dude that's just gone off with the Scoot Swarm or Lath uh, or Lathral or just any kind of like token where they've gone wide, like they did like I, what I like doing in my Omnath four color deck, which is Kodama a landfall token maker and a bounce land. And so you just make and you just keep make infinite of some token. Like a like a one one bird with a myriad angel or scute swarms, make a million scute swarms, you know. And then at instant speed you can just fry them. Just like, well all your creatures are dealing one damage to you and you take a million damage. You know? Like that is so sick. Yeah, absolutely. I will say I have a really fond memory with Rakdos Charm because 
uh, of that exact thing. I was playing against um, a uh, Lathril deck, and they went started going real wide. And it was I was playing an Anala deck, um, so Grixis Wizards, and I had. I had had to discard Rakdos Charm, or I'd used it to destroy an artifact or something earlier in the game, and I played. I think it was a combo with what? What's the what's the wizard that gets stuff back from your graveyard? Archeomancer. Yeah, Archeomancer. Archeomancer. Yeah. Um. So I played Archeomancer on the stack, paid the one to copy it, use the copy to get Rakdos Charm back, instant. Each creature deals one damage to its controller, let it resolve, use the other Archeomancer to get it back again, and played it again. That's insane. And, yeah, it was brutal. I think he was at, like, 21 or 22 health, and I did, like, 23, 24 damage to him. And it was it was just crazy. It was one of those things that, like, if that card wasn't that card, that play wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, that was entirely because of this card. And then Destroy Target Artifact is... Obviously awesome. All the reasons you're listed. So many combo pieces you can get rid of. So many ways you can level the playing field with mana rocks. One thing is you could also use liquid metal torque. Yeah. Just turn turn a creature into an enchant or into an artifact and blow it up. Get rid of a Chulane. You know what I mean? Just you can get like if you if you have it set up, which obviously that's like a more of a ceiling scenario. Yeah. So you shouldn't really bank on that. Judge it based off but, this, but this but you can get rid of anything, really, yeah. depending on what you're setting. And that is, is totally possible. You know, like if you're like if you're built a good deck and you're just churning through your deck and you got like a liquid metal torque out, there's a good chance you'll have Rackness Rackness Charm in your hand too. Yeah. And then exiling all cards from target player's graveyard is uh, just obviously so devastating. Anything running in black is going to be scared of this. I recently had a game where I was playing my Moldrotha deck, and I had milled down to like 20 cards in my library. I had it next turn, and then it all got exiled, and I was like, man, man. Was that me when I had, you know that what I mean? me when I had it, con- it yeah, was. So let me, <laughs> yeah. let me set the stage. I, like, he did something where i blew up some one of his creatures and he like uh and i think it's like you can sacrifice a creature and mill them any cards or something you had something where like you just like funneled me blowing up all these creatures into you milling a bunch of cards and i was like let's go oh i had like um what's the altar astronaut's altar Alter dementia no dementia. Yeah. yeah it was altered dementia i had altered dementia out um, so you, I think you like wiped the board and I tossed everything into the graveyard and milled like 40 cards. Yeah, or I think, it was, I think I missed those of snap decks, I think. That's in what my it was. Yeah. Deck. And yeah. then I had Sir Conrad out, uh, um, or I played Sir Conrad. Um, and so, and then I Bajuka bogged him. So not Rakdos Charm, but I do have Rakdos Charm in that deck. Um, it's a Mardu deck. Um, so Sir Conrad and Rakdos Charm is so nuts because now, like, you exile their graveyard and then everyone takes, like, at least five, probably, you know? Like, you probably got a lot of creatures in your in your graveyard, you know? And, I mean, the other thing, too, is you can all you can recur this card and get it back yeah. a couple different ways. If you're in you know what I mean? so it's like it's, yeah. Or Jund. Yeah, absolutely. With, it's... Like, an Eternal Witness yeah. or something or Regrowth. It's This is just one of those ones that does everything the color pair wants and also just does it, like, like perfectly. This is, like, a perfect charm. This is, like, this is the, the absolute ceiling. Yeah, like, if you're in red-black, you should probably play this card, I would say. Because the ceilings of it is just so good. And then even at worst, you blow up an annoying mana rock or something. Like, or just something like there's like there's always an artifact on the field and like you could just like two mana blow that thing up and like now they're a little behind whatever like you just spent two mana and a card on it whatever 
Yeah, I really feel like the only one that comes close to this one is Bora's Charm, and that's strictly just because of the all-permanence gain indestructible. Yeah. Like, none of the rest of them have the amount of versatility to, like, just upend the game. You know what I mean? This this card ends games. Yeah, it can, um, which is so... Which is, for two mana, instant, and it does other stuff, you can't beat it. You can't beat this card. It's so good. Yeah. Um... Well, we'll, I guess we'll stop singing praises for the Carnival of Madness and move to uh, another charm. You want to read this one? Oh, uh, yeah. Next up, we got Selesnia Charm. This one is actually kind of cool. I never really read it until um, looking at the, uh, for this podcast, but it's uh, it's kind of cool. Um, it's target creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains trample until any turn. Um, or exile target creature with power five or greater. Um, or create a 2-2 two, two white knight creature token with Vigilance. Um, so it's uh, pretty niche, but um, I feel like if you're in the right deck, it could be pretty cool. A creature getting plus 2, plus 2, and gains trample and so on a turn, you know, that's that could be an alpha strike, you know? Like if you, you're, get, you're getting something super big, like you got, I don't know, Kyler, like you're doing Selesnia humans, and you got like, just you got a big freaking kyler out there and it gets bigger and it gains trample pretty good and then exile target creature power five or greater like if it's got power five or greater i i could see why you would want to like exile it you know like if someone's got a big dragon that's gonna smack you in the face or like just some big souped up voltron thing that's got unblockable and is coming at your face you know being able to exile it at instant speed it's definitely worth it and then the worst mode is probably the making the creature token with vigilance unless you're really going in on like a populate strategy which like selesnia is the populate color is the token color so i can see totally see this like being like a decent way to start your your token shenanigans and go from there for two mana like on turn two you already got a token out so when you play tristolani or whatever her name is um to start populating stuff or Gearid, the one who makes who populates and makes rhinos and stuff. I feel like this would be decent, you know? It's not it's definitely not the worst thing. Yeah, no, not at all. Um this is just decent value. It has a pretty high like the ceiling's pretty high, and what it can do is just pretty pretty fine. You know what I mean? Um target creature, I originally thought it was that each creature gets plus two plus two and gains trample, so I was kinda like a little more hype about it than I was originally. But that's also because I can't read. Um, but still, yeah, target creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains trample till end of turn, especially with Kyler running around right yeah. now. And I feel like in Selesnia, you're Selesnia and Bant, you're kind of leaning into Voltron anyway, just because of the nature of Auras and um, plus one, plus one counters. How easy it is in those colors. Yeah, I feel like you kind of just fall into that strategy a little bit anyway, because the cards you're playing line up that way like a lot of enchantress decks might end up as a voltron because it's like you make one token and then you pile 15 enchantments on it so i think this card is solid it's one of those things that maybe the further out you get the actually the less good it gets you know what i mean like i might not want to add more colors to this but exile target creature with power five or greater uh solid especially for two mana in an instant um that's just solid protection from a dragon like you said um just any anything I don't want to deal with. Yeah, <laughs> a blight steel. Yeah, maybe. there's always like there's always some big stupid thing on the field, you know. And like and dealing with the big stupid thing is like pretty good, you know. I mean, can't really say anything. It is yeah. commander, you know. And like that's the whole point 
is playing big stupid things and being able to kill a big stupid thing is pretty sweet blow up a tear of the peaks yeah tear of the peaks five power oh yes Lit. yeah so uh, no it might be a four or five Oof, never mind this card sucks yeah yeah this card is actually s tier or poop tier sorry y'all no no tear the, the peaks the two... is a five four get that out of there for two mana two mana get rid of your save your butt but yeah um anything else you want to say about uh oh wait talk about the token what do you think about that that two two white knight creature token with vigilance i think this is the this is the dude that saves the card this is really our prince charming you know what i mean um, I mean, I would, I would absolutely, absolutely pay two mana for a stunning, uh, white knight. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. This part sucks dicks and balls. Um, it's like totally fine. I wouldn't even really necessarily use it as like a populate thing unless I played like a right of harmony just to get a draw card. You know what yeah. I mean? Really? The only reason I would use that is if someone is like trying to swing at me with one huge thing and they don't think I have any blockers and this is a way that I can just kind of like get them to tap their big thing so I can get in next turn with something just flash in a little tutu and take the and chump it I think that's totally fine but um not necessarily something I would like bank on that's just like if the situation arose yeah I think it's fine it's totally fine. And it, in Selesnya, I think it works. And I think the the more colors you add to a deck that it's in, the less good it's going to get. So you kind of want to keep it niche. Yeah. And maybe in a Selesnya deck, if I think if you are doing token strategies, it could be okay. Besides that, it's not the best thing, but I could definitely see why you would play it. And I'm sure it's like pretty budget. I'm sure it's like 25 cents or something. Yeah, I can check real fast. Um, and the other thing, yeah, sub, sub 30 cents most of the time, unless you want the anthology yeah, one, not, which doesn't look any different than anything else. Not so bad. Don't do that. I would say it's <laughs> the, the target creature, the, the more I'm thinking about it gets plus two, plus two and trample the plus two, plus two is just a really solid buff. Like if you have, if you have a token with some anth- an anthem out and then you swing and someone's like, well, I can block with this thing and still be safe. You could you could play this and get a problem off the board when they oh, block. Oh, that's true. Um, so I think it's a decent little combat yeah. trick. But or if um, you're if you've gone wide and they can't block all the tokens, you pick one that hasn't been blocked and you make it an extra two damage. I mean, it's two damage. It's something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like it's got it's got uses. It's just niche. I just feel like it fits Selesnya pretty well. Um, but outside, it's just. Not doing too much, but we'll move on to the last of these Ravnica Guild charms with uh, Simic Charm, which is one green and one blue. And I think the art is really dope. It's like a scimitar with like the Simic tree on it, which is pretty cool. I like cool. the guard. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, And it's an instant choose one target creature gets plus three, plus three till end of turn. Permanent you control gain hexproof until end of turn. Or return target creature to its owner's hand, and uh, I think this is this is pretty solid. It's a uh, permit you control gain hexproof till end of turn is definitely the big draw here. That's as yeah. just like the Boros charm gaining indestructible. It's like that's the that's never gonna be dead. That's always gonna save your butt in some yeah, way. Like if you got your your Simic value engine going, your problem people are trying to remove your your AC or your your Adrix and Eve so they can stop you from making tokens or, um, you know, they're trying to stop you from being a problem. You stop them right back, you know? 
Yeah, and you burn whatever they're using to try and get you because yeah. that's it's it's as much as protection is important. It's also important to remember that you're making them burn spells, so that's less stuff that they can use against you later on. Target creature gets plus three plus three till end of turn is is fine. I think that's like one of those things someone swings at you and you if you want to get rid of whatever they're swinging at you with, um, just get the suit up a creature real fast and get them to take that hit and get rid of whatever the problem yeah. is. Uh, and then return target creature to its owner's hand. Um, that's fine. You can get some ETB effects. You can get rid of a problem for a turn, set them back a turn, uh, save your commander. I mean, there's it's a lot of versatility, but it's also not, it's not like anything that we can't get on a myriad of other cards. Yeah. Well, I I just thought about something, and this kind of leads back into the Celestine Charm as well, but the target creature gets plus three, plus three into one of the turn. There, a lot of green cards care about your creature's power, um, and this is a decent way to get their power up. Like, uh, Return of the Wild Speaker, draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. So, I mean, that's five mana. So you're adding an extra seven mana, but you're adding an extra three cards. I mean, that's pretty pretty good value. Or like a group's uprising, you can if you really need to draw a card in a scenario, you make something bigger than oh god, dropping cards. If you're uh, in a scenario where you really need to draw cards, you can make something bigger than four, then play your group's uprising, draw a card. It's pretty niche, but it's possible. I can see it happening. Or there's another example. Oh, overwhelming stampede. Um, so you made a lot of tokens, um, some shena- uh, token shenanigans, um, and then you're gonna overwhelming stampede. Well, now your biggest creature, uh, what overwhelming stampede is an overrun effect where it's um, all creatures gain trample and uh, get plus X plus X, where X is the greatest power you control. Well, now the greatest power is an extra plus three. So I feel like that effect in certain strategies. And you got to have the stuff in your hand. But in blue, I mean, you have decent ways to tutor your instant and sorceries. So I feel like it that effect is slightly better when you look at it in that context. Slightly. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even really think about that. I kind of forget that green can draw a lot of stuff based on power. Yeah, they're, that's, that's their big thing. Yeah, that's... um. I just don't play that much green now that I think about it. I have, like, two green decks, maybe. Oh, you can, uh, this could be a ritual for your great hinge. You, like, you got, like, a, a five-power creature out, and then, no. and then, uh, you make it three mana cheaper, uh, for two mana. That's a ritual, my friend. That is pure economics right there. Yeah, that's free real estate. Absolutely. I think you're really cracking the code on this one. You're finding out the Simic charm has no real win con. You're just dirtling. I love if if, if dirtling means that I can draw like six cards, I'll dirtle as much as yeah. I want. No one can say anything. Yeah. And then return uh but yeah, your permanent gain uh hexproof until end of turn. That is very sweet. Very, 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 very sweet. Yeah, that's a spicy one for sure. Yeah. I'd say it's pretty solid. Well, that I think that kind of wraps it up for the Ravnica Guild. Yeah, charms. they're all. Uh, they, there's a pretty wide range of them. Um, I would say about like five of them. So half of them, I would say, are like definitely playable in Commander. Um, Rakdos Charm, Golgari Charm, Boros Charm, Is It Charm, 
Um, those four, I would definitely say if you, you could definitely run them in any deck with those colors and they would, you could feel pretty good about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I honestly feel like Azori, like any, it's, it's weird, but the ones that are bullet pointed, the, the ones with a slightly newer looking mm-hmm. format just fit commander better. It's cause just the options that they provide. Are, I realize yeah. why it's cause they're the only ones that have been reprinted cause they're the only ones that are actually good. Like rule charm and D- Demir charm and Orzov charm. They aren't played enough. No one cares if they're reprinted. You know, that's why they haven't got this fancy new upgraded one. Cause they're just kind of poopy. That's fair. And it's, it's, not even necessarily that they're poopy. It's just that they don't, they're not wide enough. The, what you're like, except for Demir Charm, I feel like Demir Charm is is genuinely just kind of not a great card unless you're doing that tutor kind of troll that we were talking about. Which is, Orzov Charm is pooped here, my guy. That's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I, f- I think it is, but also the aura's aspect of it is like, I'm not playing this unless I'm in an Aura's deck. So I feel like that value might help a little bit where the Demir one is just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But they're both right next to each other in poop tier. They're best friends for sure. They come to the potluck and everyone's upset that they brought that weird apple marshmallow fluff thing. Yeah, it makes your tummy hurt. And it's got pineapple in it too, which like pineapple's lit, but not when it's covered in whipped cream. God. It makes me think about church potluck. Yeah, Orzov, Orzov and uh, Demir, not color pair wise, but they definitely go to the church potlucks together. They like and bring to the worst out. thing, and, but like and like Rakdos, Rakdos Charm and like is it Charm and Boros Charm? They definitely they're the ones that bring the fried chicken, like just straight from the fast food place, and like you're it's the they make the potluck that much better. At least in the South. I'm from the South, and my church, if, like, whoever brought, like, the big old thing of Bojangles chicken to the potluck, they were the hero that day. And then uh, (laughs) whoever brought the deviled eggs to the potluck, you were also a hero. Is it Charm brought the deviled eggs? Rakdos Charm brought the Bojangles chicken. And Boros Charm is just flipping fresh burgers and dogs. like... Or like the the nice din- like just the dinner rolls. Oh, they bring kings of oh, lion every time. I'm really okay with authoritarian leadership as long as they bring Kings Hawaiian rolls to my potlucks. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I guess that's uh that's pretty much it for the the charms. They're pretty cool. Uh, they all got their place, but obviously, like we said, some are a little more slapping than others. Thanks for talking with me, Ryan. Here. Uh, in commander paradise i hope uh listener you've had a relaxing time um chilling out with us today yeah (laughs) that's all i've got no uh i think that's ryan just like relaxed so hard that he exploded thank you for coming to commander's paradise i hope if you had a drink that you enjoyed it, if you had anything else that you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll get into some more modal goodness next time. So uh, have a great morning, evening, night, lunch, dinner, or nap, because that's what I'm about Ooh. to do. So bye. Mm. Amazing. <laughs>